one of the best parts of truth this Sunday service. Praise be the Yahweh, Yahshua in the highest. Amen? Amen. Election. Beautiful word. Beautiful name. It is Bakir. Bakir in the Hebrew, 977. To select, to choose, chosen. And then there's another definition, but it's to the prime. And it means to be tried or put through the fire. Proven, acceptable, appointed, chosen, even excellent. And the word proven even means to be judged already by Yahweh. So that he, as God, as Yahweh, as your father, could make intercession in the elect's life. To always guide them for his purpose, not their own. These people make up the true church of Yahweh, the one built without hands. Amen? And I'm going to prove everything that I say, like I always do, from the Spirit of God. It's fact. If you have always known that there was more to God's Word, as my mentor would state, then this should be right up your alley today. Because election means God has chosen you to bring forth His Word. That means he has chosen you to lay down your life as Christ laid down his life, not in death, but lay down your life in the things of the world, the ways of the world, set aside for the master's use. Amen. That's what he chose you for. You can't hear this truth for no reason. Amen. And if you can hear this truth, you are about 99.9% .9 sure that you are God's elect. So why is there God's elect? There's three groups of people in the world from the first earth age as we learned last week to this earth age the second one we currently live in there's free will one in the first earth age had free will to do whatever they wanted to do to love god to serve god to do whatever in the free will we were in our spiritual body we all have free will amen what makes someone god's elect is because satan in the first earth age his name was tyrus which means rock not our rock but a movable rock and he's very movable, as you'll see. Tyrus tried to take over in heaven, and he drew a third of God's stars. God's stars in the first earth age were called angels, his children, us, the souls that he created. And Satan drawing a third of God's stars, a third follows Satan into the catabo, which means the overthrow of Satan. He tried to overthrow heaven, the throne of the living God. And those of you who read my book had a full version of this. But this message also will be in a book form as well as the three earth ages. Now, there was people who took their free will and decided to fight with Satan to take over heaven. That was their will. That was their free will. That was their choice. Fools, but that was their choice. And that included the fallen angels as well. And then you have people who took their free will to fight for God, to fight Satan and the fallen angels and all those who went against God and Jesus Christ, the throne of God, the throne of heaven. Our father, our creator, Yahweh, the great I am, your husband, Isha. And then there was some who stood around and did nothing. Now, I want you to know those people who stood around and did nothing, they were basically waiting to see who was going to win so they could pledge their allegiance to. And they should have already known through faith and love that God was going to win because God don't lose. He's not a loser. Satan Amen. is. Amen. And anyone who follows his ways is a loser. So. Those are the three types of people. 
And I want you to understand that. I have some theories on my own thing through study and through understanding. But I'm going to give you everything that God through the Spirit wants me to give you so there's no confusion. So you can never say in your life, I never knew that. I didn't understand it. Because on Judgment Day, if you're not God's elect and you went in Antichrist anyway, God's going to ask you. He's going to be like, Lord, I didn't know. He'll be like, you didn't know. My servant told you. You have to answer for that. As we learned last week, there was war in heaven in the first earth age called the Katabo or the Kabo in the Greek, which means the overthrow of Satan. Now, in war, people choose sides. And sometimes people, they choose the wrong side. Sometimes people choose to be neutral or more correct to do nothing, meaning their soul didn't pick a side to be faithful to. That's what their free will chose. Their souls waited to see who would win the war before declaring their love and devotion to the winner. That's very bad. In Revelations, God states, I don't want you lukewarm. I want you hot or cold. If you're hot, let it be hot for me. If you're cold, let it be cold for me. But don't be lukewarm. That means you're trying to play both sides. Amen. And if you're playing both sides, he said, I will spew you out of my mouth like hot vomit. And that's never good. Okay. Then you had souls that went against Yahweh and Christ by choosing to follow the rock, Tyrus, Satan, which would his name be changed to Satan later because his name was Tyrus. Or again, which means rock. In his cabal, the rebellion of Satan against Yahweh and Jesus Christ, they gathered together a third of Yahweh's children in this war to try and overtake heaven. But there was and has always been Yahweh's elect. These souls are Yahweh's chosen or anointed in this second earth age. Those of the promised and those of the very elect in the Gentile races. The promised being Israel. Okay? And the very elect are those who are in this final generation. And this final generation who fought against this rebellion, this takeover, this cabal, or this catabal, they fought because they chose to use their free will to love Yahweh in Christ and to protect what was given them by Yahweh God Almighty and not to lose it to a fool. Amen? Amen. Because they love Yahweh on their own free will which is never forced by God. Now, those who did nothing and those who fought against Yahweh with Tyrus, Satan, chose to do so on their own free will. So you don't have no reason to feel sorry for them at all. Okay? You don't have reason to feel sorry for a soul who chose to do that. Amen? They did it on their own free will. And those souls are hearing this final generation today. And this final generation, they're alive right now, today. Just like the ones who fought for God are alive right now, today. The very elect. That's why it's so bad. There's nothing but rebellion in this final generation because those souls who rebelled are here, right now. And you can't feel bad for them. Don't feel bad for them. Don't be a, what you call it, a, a what? A bleeding heart. 
like the people who don't understand the election and free will, they go to the prisons and say, oh, let the murderers out. We forgive them. Let them out. Let the rapists out. We forgive them. Don't be one of those people because a murderer is a murderer. A rapist is a rapist. And those are things that God said you can't even have forgiveness for in the flesh. You, he says, I want you to be executed and sent to me so I can judge you in heaven. They get an instant judgment. Murderers and rapists. It's really special. So don't be that type of person. Let's go to Haggai. We're going to start this message here. Haggai. One verse. We ended with this last Wednesday. This past Wednesday. And is God telling you something? God's showing you something. We serve a great God. Haggai chapter 2, verse 23. If you have it, say glory to God. In that day, saith the Lord Yahweh of hosts, I will take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant. What does Zerubbabel mean? He who was born in Babel, but came out. Sounds like God's election, right? Born with no understanding, but comes out. It takes a special person to come out of confusion in the grasp of Satan in the world. Amen. In that day, saith the Lord Yahweh of hosts, I will take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Kiatiel, saith the Lord Yahweh, and will make thee as a signet. And I have chosen thee, saith the Lord Yahweh of hosts. Yahweh saying, I have chosen thee. When? First earth age. You don't even know it. You didn't volunteer. You did it out of love. So therefore, I chose you. You're my election and I love you. In the first earth age, you fought for me and I fought beside you. Praise God. Imagine that picture. And I love you forever as you love me forever. I trust you. Nothing can separate our love. It's very strong. And I will make you as a signet, my seal of approval, my ring, my stamp of approval. I will use you to seal all my children that need to be sealed, that don't even know they're God's elect, so we can have one fold. For my elect is my chosen. I will feed you my truth as a feast. Haggai. And I know you will share that feast with my chosen, my wife, my elect. That's what God's saying here, coming into this message here today. This is really beautiful. Ezekiel 28, 11. Let's talk about Tyrus and what he did in that first earth age. I'm going to move real fast through some of these, so hang on. And it reads, Moreover, the word of the Lord Yahweh came unto me, saying, Son of man, that's speaking of Ezekiel, take up a lamentation. A lamentation is a sad song. Upon the king of Tyrus, that's his name, so you know who we're speaking of, Tyrus from the first earth age. Satan is no longer called Tyrus, but he is known as Tyrus when you're speaking of the first earth age. And say unto him, thus saith the Lord God, thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Why? Because Tyrus earned everything that God gave him in the first earth age. Everything. He was promoted all the way to cherubim, covering cherub, meaning to cover the mercy seat right at the throne of God. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. We went from the first earth age to the second earth age, right after the destruction, the tuhu vabuhu. 
Amen. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and the gold, the workmanship of thy tablets, and of thy pipes was prepared in the day that thou was created. I made you the perfect pattern, he said. The anointed cherub that covereth, covereth what? The mercy seat. And I have set thee, so I put you there, God saying. We went all the way back to the first earth age again. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God, at God's altar. Thou has walked up and down the midst of the stones of fire. That's at the altar of God. First earth age here. We're going to put things in order so you can understand it. And there's no questioning what God's saying, because there's an order to everything. And I'm making sure that I declare each order to you. First, we had the limitation of Tyrus, first earth age. Then we had the second earth age after the Tuhu Vabuhu, after the war, and Satan on earth in the second earth age. Now we're back to the first one. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. Yep, God did so. Till iniquity was found in thee. What iniquity? Pride. Self introspection self introspection meaning he saw the glory of god he saw everything god had everything because he sat at the throne of god he stood with michael and gabriel at the throne of god looking and looking around saying look at all these people worshiping god his pride he wanted the same worship self introspection that he get you killed and in his case, it did. 16. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. Hold on, stop right there. I'm going to read this again because he's speaking of the first earth age. He's speaking of the campaign that Satan Tyrus even put on. He put on, he went on a political campaign in heaven. How do you think he gathered all the third of God's children? He had to speak to them. He had to campaign with them. He had to convince them to leave God and that he was going to win. And that's what God's saying here. This is what you did. He explained to you what he did. By the multitude of thy merchandise, he made promises he can't keep like a politician. They have filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. Yeah, your pride called you to sin. Therefore, we have this second earth age. And I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. What is another name for Satan? The glistening one. Serpent, that's what it means. He was very bright. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. So he's going to lay Satan before kings in this second earth age. What king? The kings and queens of the ethnos. The very elect. Glory to God. I have defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquity, by the iniquity of thy traffic, trafficking, straight up kidnapping. Trafficking souls to make them his own. Therefore, will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, 
It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. There's a saying that goes, when we see Satan, when we see who he really is, the world's going to say, is this the man? Is this the man that terrified kingdoms? Is this the man that shook up the earth and caused everyone to go astray from God? Is this the man that caused me to sit in the millennium for a thousand years to be taught? And all they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror and never shalt thou be any more. God just told him you're going to be blotted out. Thus goes the name son of perdition. He who was sentenced to perish. One of Satan's names. Glory to God. I want to share this with you. Let's go to the actual war. Let's go to Revelation 12, 3. Don't read over this. Most churches don't even teach this because they can't explain it. But we can because it ain't me explaining it, it's the Holy Spirit explaining it to you. It's him giving you the truth, not me. So therefore, he can understand that. There appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, one of Satan's names. This is where people get, oh my God, Satan looks like he has a, a red tail and horns and teeth and a pitchfork and all that. That's not what Satan looked like. I just described him to you. God said he's beautiful, right? He's the perfect pattern. That ugly, unholy creature I just described is not beautiful at all. Got to know that. So we're speaking of this red dragon. So we know Satan's the head of whatever he's doing right here. Having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. The seven heads cover each continent. This is his political system, the same system that he will use when he comes here as Antichrist. That's why you can't miss it. He did the same thing there. He's going to do the same thing here. And those people who were fooled there are going to be fooled here again. But the people who wasn't fooled there will not be fooled because they're God's very elect. Praise God. The ten horns is always somebody like a power. He thinks he's Jesus, but he's not. And seven crowns upon his head. That political system right here, that one world system that he's going to set up is the same one that he used in the first earth age. And his tail, the tail of a dragon, drew the third part of the stars of heaven. This is how he did it. God showing you. And did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered. This is Mother Israel who would give birth to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, when did that happen? This goes all the way to the second earth age, book of Matthew. What did Herod say? Herod said, I will not share a throne with the child, with an infant. He says, go to Bethlehem and kill every newborn child from newborn all the way to three. And God told Gabriel to tell, Joseph and Mary to get up and go to Egypt for three and a half years. Praise God. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron. And her child was called up unto God and to his throne. You got to put things in order here. That's what we're doing, putting things in order. There was no rapture here. Called up. The Holy Spirit protected him and moved him to Egypt. Praise God. And if I keep reading, it would even say right here in verse 14. And the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, and she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times, and half time, 
from the face of the serpent. Yeah, three and a half years from Satan himself. Glory to God. There's no room for confusion. None whatsoever. Isaiah 65. That was just your introduction. Isaiah 65, verse 1. Listen to your father speak. The calling of the Gentiles. If you have it, say glory to God. I am sort of them that acts not for me. He's saying, I gave Israel my truth and they don't even seek me. Israel against the what? The promise seed. They know the truth, but they don't always do what's right. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name. I have spread out my hands all the day unto a rebellious people. They know the truth, but they're rebellious. Don't find yourself in this category. Knowing the truth, but are rebellious. It's not a good thing. Which walketh in a way that was not good. After their own thoughts, most people only think of self and never care about or think of Yahweh's thoughts or how he feels about a situation. If you can't do that, you're always going to be in trouble. You're always going to have a rough life. You're always going to struggle. Is not your future important to you? It should be very important to you. Amen. Because God sets the future in order. He sets your future in order. It's in order. A people that provoketh me to anger continually to my face. That sacrificeth in gardens and burneth incense upon altars of brick. Grove worship, Satan worship, falsehood, worldliness, self-righteous ways. You know the truth though. You can't have none of that. Amen. Which remain among the graves and lodge in the monuments which eat swine's flesh, pork. Condemns everyone who takes pork, but they live on pork and they eat it regularly. And broth of abominable things is in their vessels. You claim to be servants of Yahweh, of God, but they eat the bad things that God tells us not to eat that will kill you. And they eat it anyway. Pork is not of God. God said pork is the lowest grade of food. Pork. We are not to eat it. If I eat pork, it will make me completely sick. I will vomit. Even smelling it makes me sick. You got to understand. And besides, it causes cancer. He's telling you that for a reason. Shellfish causes cancer. He's telling you that for a reason. There's a way to eat. And the people know this, but they enjoy the things of the earth. Anyway. It's like saying, oh, God, no, let me just eat this pork. It's all good. I cleaned it. I blessed it. That's how it works. He's think he's honoring your blessing of the food that he told you not to eat? Think about that. He's not. Got to do things his way. Six. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but will recompense, even recompense, unto their bosom. Why? Because they know better. If you know better, you do better. You want to continuously eat pork and do the things God said not to do? You want to die early? 
He said, I'm going to punish them for being fake. I thought it was my choice. It is your choice. But when you know the truth, you're held to a higher standard. Amen. Seven. Your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together, meaning you had someone teach you this. There was a pattern going on here. It's time to break the pattern. Amen. Say of the Lord Yahweh, which have burned incense upon mountains and blasphemed me in the hills. Therefore, will I measure their former work unto their bosom. These hypocrites are going to get all the correction I'm going to give them. Now, God loves them. That's why he's correcting them. He knows they could do better. That's why he corrects you. If God stops correcting you, you got a problem. That means he gave up on you. If he stops correcting you, he gave up on you completely. If he let you stay and wallow in your sin and in your mess, he gave up on you. Death is close. Know that. And that's the truth. Yahweh saying, I stretched out my hands to you for love, for help. And you would not hold them. You would not seek me with all your heart, just with your mouth, saying you love me. But showing me that you don't by your actions. Therefore, I'm going to punish you for your fakeness towards me. Because I gave you the truth, my truth, my holy truth. But you won't live by it. People... Like this are not Yahweh's elect. But they only live for themselves and not for Yahweh and Jesus Christ. I hope you can see that's a problem, amen? A huge problem. And God's not happy with that. And I got the Gentiles calling me. I got the people that I didn't give the truth to seeking me. And the people that I did give the truth to, they're going away from me. You see how that's a problem, right? How that hurts God. Thus saith the Lord Yahweh, the new wine is found in the cluster, and one saith, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it. What new wine? Truth. So will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. Yahweh's elect will be spared, because they're not self-righteous. Praise God. And if you are God's elect, if you've always known that there's more to God's word and you want to do something about it, you will be spared because you're not self-righteous. Yahweh saying out of the whole vineyard, that's what clusters are, clusters of grapes. Out of the whole vineyard, there is just a cluster, one cluster, one. The rest of the vineyard's bad. One cluster, one group of people. That's good and prepared for my use, my elect, my first fruits. Glory to God. Verse 9. And I will bring forth a seed out of Jacob and out of Judah, an inheritor of my mountains. My elect shall inherit it, and my servant shall dwell there. God is speaking of his elect. He's saying, my elect will inherit it. My servants will dwell there. If you're not his elect, if you're not his service, meaning working for him, you will not dwell there. You can play games if you want to. I don't think so, though. Yahweh speaks of those that chose him in the first earth age, his elect. But let's go to the very prime of this word, 977 begins, bakar. And it means to be tried. 
Meaning you went through something and you came out shining. You go through the fire. What happens if you put gold that you find from the earth? If you put it in the fire, all that green crap comes off. Amen. And it's beautiful. You've been through the fire. You've been proven, acceptable, appointed, chosen, even excellent. The word proven even means to be judged already by Yahweh so that he, Yahweh, could make intercession, meaning he could interfere in your life to get his will done. He guides us for his purpose, not their own. These people make up the church of Yahweh, the one built not by man's hands, but by God's hands. The final church, the last church of this final generation. Verse 10. And Sharon shall be a fold of flocks and the valley of Achor, which means trouble, the valley of trouble, a place for herds to lie down. And for my people means Ami, those that I love and trust, that have sought me. Even Jacob's trouble, Yahweh saying, my elect will teach truth there, for it's their job. Verse 11. But ye are they that forsake the Lord. You know the truth, so why are you forsaking? That forget my holy mountain, that prepare a table for that troop. Troop means it means God. Mm. And that furnace the drink offering unto the number, many, many. Even the number of fake gods. You furnish it. You make sure that these fake gods, this troop is full. Not you per se, but the people of the world, Israel. He's speaking of the promised seed here. Those who know this truth, but can't seem to get right. Can't seem to get your life completely. It's that promised seed. He's saying you furnish. You give money to. You do all these things. You give money to the wrong church. It's not my church you're giving money to. You're giving your time and devotion to. My church is made without hands. 12. Therefore will I number you to the sword, mm. and you shall all bow down to the slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. When I spake, you did not hear, but did evil before my eyes, weren't honest, chose things over God, chose to lie to the Spirit. And did choose that wherein I delight not. They chose Antichrist. They chose the world. They chose that harlot over God. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, my servant shall eat, but ye shall be hungry. Behold, my servant shall drink, but ye shall be thirsty. Behold, my servant shall rejoice, but ye shall be ashamed. Why? Because you do shameful things. And God's lifting that skirt. He's going to let the world know if you're a man or a woman. Behold, my servant shall sing for joy of heart, but ye shall cry for sorrow of heart. 
and shall howl for vexation of spirit. Why? Because of what you choose. It's not good, and it's not of God. Listen, we choose what we are in life due to what we did at the catabol. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We choose what we are in life. We all were there. Everyone was everyone on this earth, whoever lived on this earth was at the catabol. We choose. You still have that same soul that you had there. You still have your same mindset that you had there because it's your spirit, it's your soul, it's your intellect. The word of God is the only thing that changes that. And if the word of God, if you don't take it serious enough to change, you're still the same person that you was in the first earth age. Whether you were one who went against God or you were one who did nothing and waited to see who's going to win or whether you're God's elect. There's three type of people on this earth who can be who they are from what they did in the first earth age. And that's a fact. Let's go to John 15. Remember, we talked about the cluster here. Let's go to John 15 and get more clarification on that. If you have it, say glory to God. Christ speaking. I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman, meaning he prunes the vine. He takes care of it. He makes sure that it continuously grows, meaning he rips off the dead things. Meaning what? If something's dead, it has to come off the vine because it will try to kill everyone else in the vine. So if someone's causing trouble within the cluster, the person that causes trouble that's infected by the devil or infected by the warden trying to put their infection or other people through their spirit, that person has to go or that person has to go. Amen? That's the truth. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, meaning he prunes it. He just makes it even better that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. What makes you clean? The truth makes you clean. Makes all of us clean. Amen? Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. A branch can't do anything on its own. It needs the cluster. It needs Jesus. Amen? Except it abide in the vine, no one, no more can ye except ye abide in me. You can't do anything without Jesus. Remember that. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That's a fact. Without me, you can do nothing. I know that for a fact. I choose to do all things with God in Christ, led by the Spirit. If a man abide not in me, or a woman, he or she is cast forth as a branch. And it's withered. Meaning what happens to a branch that's not withered to the actual connection of the vine? What happens to it? It withers away. It dries up. And what's, what is it good for? Fire. It's good for burning. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. This word abide is no mano in the Greek. And it means to have God abide in you through the Spirit, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and you abide in him. Amen. 
If ye abide in me and my word abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. That's a fact. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. Don't go nowhere. Stay right there. Continue in my love. That's my sign off every day, every Wednesday and every Sunday. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. God knows what you have need of before you even ask him. But he says, seek ye the kingdom first and I will add all things unto you. It's important that your joy is fulfilled to God, that you're happy on earth, not sad, not worried, not stressed, not angry, but happy. That means if you're happy, that means God's blessing you. If you're not happy, it means you're struggling in the world. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. That's a commandment. Makes it 11. Commandment. Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things I have heard of my Father. I have made known unto you. I made it known to you. Why in the heck do you think I understand the word of God? Open anywhere in the Bible. The Holy Spirit's giving me the interpretation to give to you. It's clear. It's simple. It's not hard to me at all. This is the easiest thing in my life. It's that simple because of the Spirit. And he's saying, if you're my friend, I have made all things known unto you. Let's break down this word friend. The word friend of God, of Yahweh, in the Greek, it means someone you share secrets with. Someone you open up to from the heart, from the spirit. Someone you trust. Someone who shares the same mindset as you. Someone you know won't turn on you to harm you. You trust this person or these people. You love these people and they love you back and they trust you. Someone who sits with you at a round table to eat and drink. In this case, it's Yahweh and Christ's table. And only friends are welcome. This goes all the way back to the psalm. The Lord prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over. Glory to God. Only friends are at this table. You serve a great God. 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you that ye love one another. There it is with that commandment. Why do you keep saying love one another? Because guess what? In this final generation, just like it was for them, all they had was each other. You had Rome looking for them, Jerusalem looking for them, the high priest, Caesar, Pontius Pilate, all trying to kill these apostles. And in this final generation, the whole world is going to worship Antichrist and only God's very elect. 
It's a small group. It's a cluster. So he's saying love one another. We don't got time for foolishness. Saying you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Chose when? In the first earth age. 18. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. Yeah. Absolutely. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. You know why they hate you? Because they're the people who went against God in the first earth age. They're going to hate you. If you were of the world, would love his own. You notice that? If you were of the world and in the world, would love you. But because you're not of the world, hate you. If you were of the world, would love his own. But because you are not of the world, because I have chosen you out of the world. Listen to what he's saying here. Because I chose you out of the world. That means not in this age, but in the first earth age. Because of what you did there. Therefore, the world hateth you. And those who don't pay attention and those who don't get it, it's going to have a rough life. A very rough life. Extremely rough. Your present, you're like, oh, my presence. I love my present. It's good. They got a job. There's people who's 80 who still have to work every day. Think about what I'm saying to you. What are you supposed to be doing when you're 80? Enjoying your life. If you're waiting on a pension from a job, you have to wait till a certain time to get it. Think about what I'm saying to you. God only wants the best for you. I only want the best for you. But there's a way to do it. It's God's way. God can make your life very comfortable. Idiot will work till they're 80. That means you are void of God. That means you're a void of God or you're in the wrong church. Think about what I'm saying. You gave all your money to the wrong church. That means God ain't blessing it. You understand what I'm saying to you? That's what it's about. And living by his ways, not your own. The world's going to hate you. Get over it. Remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. You have to know that. If God's elect kept Christ's sayings in that generation, the very elect in this generation is going to keep the sayings of God. But all these things will they do unto you for my namesake because they know not him that sent me. They don't know God. The world don't know God, which we have now. The world don't know God. So that's why they're hating on you. That's why they're doing these things because they don't know God. They don't know the God that lives inside of you. Amen. They don't know that God. I had not come and spoken unto them that had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin. But he that hateth me hateth my father also. That's pretty bad, right? People hate without cause. Or do they have a good reason to hate? Is there ever a good reason to hate? Unless the person that you're hating name is Satan, right? Then there's a good reason to hate because he caused all this crap. Amen? But if you're hating on someone who's just speaking the truth, on someone who's just doing God's will, something's wrong. Amen? That's not of God. That's of the devil. 
if I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now they have both seen and hated both me and my father. That's a hard pill. That's pretty bad. 25. But this cometh to pass. See, what he's saying is, I've done so many miracles and they've seen them and they still won't believe. I spoke truth that can't be unhinged and they still won't believe. And they choose to hate me and my father. That goes in the record book. 25 to close this chapter out. But this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hate me without cause. That's a fact. If you're God's elect, the world's going to hate you. Just like they hated Christ the Father and the Holy Spirit in the first earth. They just they hated those. They tried to fight God and Jesus Christ in the first earth age. With Tyrus leading the way. We're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 2, 6. But I want you to see who this is written to first. Let's let Peter explain who this is written to. We're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. I'm going to read who this is. This whole book, both these books are written to. If you have it, say glory to God. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Foreknowledge, that means the knowledge from before. In the first earth age, we know what happened. This book is written to them. It ain't written to nobody else but God's elect. Through sanctification, what is sanctification? Holiness set aside, made holy, set aside for the master's use. That's why we're called saints. Of the spirit that dwells in us, the Holy Spirit, unto obedience. All this makes us obedient to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, carrying out his will and his way, no matter what. And sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, because he died for those who love him. Amen. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. And to inheritance incorruptible, that's that spirit, and undefiled, not defiled by Satan. And that faith is not away. The love doesn't go nowhere. The love is forever. Reserved in heaven for you. Who are kept by the power of God through faith and salvation. Ready to be revealed in the last time. Ready to be revealed. It is time to be revealed. Glory to God. Thank you for listening to Election Part 1. God bless you. Please visit our website at BethelHouseOfTruth.org to watch, listen and download more messages taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.